This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We've got some results from the Auckland region. So on Saturday, they had the Waitangi Pears, and on Monday was the Franklin Swiss Pears. I didn't see you there, Barry. You didn't front up. I knew that you said you probably weren't going to go. You had to work. Well, you had a great time, obviously. We were talking to... Well, let's just call her the Shower Witch herself, <laughs> Mariana. So her and her partner won the prize for the best, what was it, 200 to 400 master points? Yes, ratings, yep, that's us. And so she got to pick her prize, and appropriately enough, she picked a bottle of Shower Witch. Well, I've always thought to try it, so I thought, hey, here's a good opportunity. But it was right next to a bottle of Plonk, too. I was like, shall I? And I was like, shall I? Oh, I could always buy a bottle of Plonk. But anyway, wet and forget. I'm going to try out. And what prize did your partner pick? Jessica, she picked up a meat pack. So they had sponsorship from Pack and Save. They had sponsorships galore, I kid you not. Sounds good. And lots of tables. They had, what was it, 52 pairs playing? 52 pairs playing the Swiss. And you, can, and you beat 40 of them. Did, yes. We managed to squeak into 12th place. Got some B points, Barry. Yeah, I had a quick look. I was doing a bit of stalking, and I saw that you you lost the first match, and then you were unbeaten for the rest of the day. That is right. I couldn't believe it. We were playing nicely. And the only people that beat us, and this is like a bit of a glory trap, were the ones that took out the tournament. And that was Richard Solomon and Anna Kalma. I'd like to think I contributed to that. Got a bit cold, and I said to Anna, "Actually, I've got two cardies in my in my bag." So I gave her one, so I was keeping her nice and toasty, watch so she could concentrate on her play. And look at that! Maybe you, one day you'd like to wear my cardi, Barry. Oh, <laughs> I don't think it'd be my colour. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed it. I tell you, they had a fantastic morning tea and supper. There was food galore. People would not have gone hungry yesterday. It was amazing. Very nice tournament. Nice to see a whole lot of people out and about. 50 tables at Auckland on Saturday. Well, just quickly, the runners-up there were Malcolm Mayer and... Jeremy. Jeremy Fraser-Hoskin. Mm-hmm. And at Auckland, the winners were Yuzhong Chen and James Chang. Yeah. And they came in ahead of Malcolm Mayer again. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, Malcolm. Uh, this time he was playing with Ian Berrington. <laughs> so not such a good day for you on the Saturday, but it was a good warm-up for Monday. It was a good warm-up. And what, 50 pairs at Auckland? and 50, yeah. 52, they... so 100 people at both. Patrick ran this new system that I didn't quite understand, so maybe we should get him to talk to us about that. Um, he split it into 25, 25, and north-south sat, and east went, went around, and they had more master points and went down in terms of, that went down in terms of placing. So it was a trial, so the Aucklanders are going to give them some feedback whether they liked it or not. Yeah, Patrick's always up for trying something new when it comes to a movement or yeah. anything like that with directing, so he can get a bit creative like that. Hmm. Anyway, that was us. Lots of wins, lots of master points, yep. and a bit of shower, which, what more could you want? <laughs> you 
true. Hey, and they gave you first glass of wine free. How about that? At Franklin, I was like, yeah, boy, I'm coming back here. So you didn't have to get that <laughs> bottle of Plonk. You were getting a free glass anyway. Hey, I'm going up to the Bell Taylor on Saturday. You going up? Well, I just might. Oh, cool. Who are you playing with in the Bell Taylor? I'm going to play with Jess because we're practising for the Ottawa Restricted, which is the following week. So we're getting in as much practice as, as we can. So, yeah. So the big event on the weekend, of course, will be the South Island teams. Mm. Like, you got a pick? Lots of entries in that. Pretty strong field. Nah, it's just too tough for me. Really? Why don't we get some listeners to send in their picks? They can text me. Text you? Yep. 027-447-127. Let me know who your selection is and who you are, and I'll see if Mariana can pull something out of the prize. Yeah, our prize cupboard. Hmm. Whoa, talking about competitions, we have the book, Gaining the Mental Edge at Bridge by Kim Fraser. And we have one to give away. Signed copy, Mariana. Yeah. It's got a little message on the front. We won't tell you what that is until you get it. The question that we would like you to answer is... If you cast your mind back to one of the interviews with Kim, or part of the interview with Kim, she spoke about... I'll give them a hint. It was an Australian player who plays really, really quickly and told a little bit of a story about that. Now, if you can name that Australian player that plays really quickly, we'll put you in the draw to win Gaining the Mental Edge at Bridge. So you'll have one week or two? Oh, we'll give them two weeks. Two weeks to go back through the weeks that we aired Kim's interview, have a listen, and when you find the answer, send it in to the hotline 0274-447-127. Send it into the hotline, your answer, and we'll put you in with all the rest, and we will send you out this book. Courtesy of New Zealand Bridge. Thank you, New Zealand Bridge, for sponsoring us. Perfect. And it's a great book. Have you read yours? I've read the first chapter. By the way, our travelling Wilbury, Barry Jones, has actually been in someone's home who has this book. Well, we can guarantee one purchase in New Zealand outside us. I'm sure there's been lots more than that, Mariana. Yeah. I just happened to be in somebody's house and I spotted gaining the mental edge at Bridge on their, one of their shelves. <laughs> and I thought to myself, wow, that Kim Fraser is famous. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kim, for your efforts and thank you for signing that book. We'll let you know who the lucky winner is in a couple of weeks. And I've got another thing we've had to make a decision about is our email. We've had a couple of suggestions. Barry's just going to ring them out and we're going to pick... One. So what do you think, guys? We've got bridgezoners at gmail.com, stiffking at bridgezone.co.nz, <laughs> bridgezone shuffle is another one, info at bridgezone.co.nz, another one is bzslam at gmail.com. So go through those again, bridgezoners at gmail.com, stiffking at bridgezone.co.nz, bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com info at bridgezone.co.nz and bzslam at gmail.com Choice of five. (laughs) I can't believe I don't think we'll get away with stiffking at bridgezone.co.nz It might be censored, but anyway, if you want to just text me in your 
answers. This is until we get a new email address. We're having to make do with text. So 27 127 That's quite exciting. I quite like all of them. It doesn't bother me. At least we'll have one. I'm just wondering whether we should add shower witch into there. <laughs> or, do you think, or, do you, or do you think that's got some sort of copyright on it? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't use it and I'll see how long I can hold on to it. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that, I cleaned my shower with uh, a dissolved dishwashing tablet. So I put it in an old bottle and I shake it up with hot water and that's what I clean my shower with, the glass portion of it. I thought, well, if it cleans my glasses in the dishwasher, it could clean my shower. Anyway, back to bridge, Mariana. <laughs> we were back to bridge at the club last week. How did that go for you? Oh, it didn't do very well. Didn't do very well at all. There was one hand, Barry. Three slams were bid at that, in that particular round. We bid six spades, three off. Seemed okay. We weren't the only ones, though. How did it go for you? I think they were, whoever it was was one off. It was Mike, actually, or my partner. He played six one off. Okay. He got a, he got a little bit of a lucky lead, but you've oh, got to right. make the most of those. And he yeah. got a bit of a... They, they led the ace of clubs, and that set up all his clubs. And then they switched to the queen of hearts, which is another card he was looking for, which did give him a chance to make, but it was still a bit tricky, and he, mm. he went one off. But one okay. off wasn't so bad, because yep. there were people three off. Yep, <laughs> we were one of them. But it, it seemed okay, did you think? Well, I don't know. I was dummy. It went down. The trumps <laughs> broke 4-1. Yeah, it was a bit of a tricky hand, all right. I don't know whether it's even possible to make six. Mm. Did you have a look and see whether it was possible to make? I, th- I think no. maybe it was. Can't remember. But it was a bit goulashy last week at the club, I felt. Yeah, we had... That was on a Wednesday night? Yeah, sort of numbers slowly starting to pick up on the you know lots of people are still away for Christmas and New Year and yep. some of them just getting back how did things go at your club anybody want to let us know you can send me a text if you like that's all we've got at the moment till we get this new email address <laughs> be a busy boy Waikato Area Pairs starts this Sunday where have you got to go for that Mata Mata so you're playing at Auckland on Saturday yep Matamata on Sunday. Yep. Last week you played Saturday and Monday. Yep. And your husband is still calling you tail light, isn't he? Not. Well, he's got drags this weekend. He won't be home either. <laughs> yeah. So he's not going to miss you? No, he's not. In fact, I'll be driving past him when he's up at Mary Mary. <laughs> oh, no, it's actually, is it Mercer? Or? No, no, Mary Mary. Yeah, but the drags. Downs. No, he's going drags. Oh, okay. So next one up. Yeah, he'll be up there. So I'll be waving hello. Andrew's crewing for a friend of ours. John Shepherd from Martin, and then he's at the Motorama in Morrinsville on the Sunday because they use his truck for the rock and roll club, and they the band's up there and they dance in it and everything. So he's got to have that spick and span's a busy boy this week. Oh, okay. So that leaves more time for you to play bridge. Yep, I'm Can't like, be a bad thing. See you later. Happy Valentine's time. <laughs> oh yeah, Valentine's Day on the weekend. Yeah. That'll be as close as you get. That's right. That's right. Okay, so let me get this. You played Saturday. You played Monday. How many days a week are you playing at the club this week? Just one. So go Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. That's all <laughs> yeah, go, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> K's to A's. I didn't get any A's on the weekend, but I got some B's, Barry. There were no A's available, so yeah, yeah there you go. I've got some B's. But those B's count just as much as A's for the, you know, all-time list. 
Got 4.44 bees yesterday. That was nice. Whoop, whoop. Yep, and a bottle of shower, which, what more could you want? Let's go off to the pond. Phenomena. What's this? It's Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit. What have you got under your lily pad for us this morning? Under my lily pad is something quite simple. Bridge is a game of mistakes. Try and avoid making them. When you look through your scores at the end of the day, I bet most of the things that you lost points on are things that you actually knew what the right thing to do was but for some reason you didn't quite do it and it might be because you got a bit tired or it might be because you were excited because you just got a good board on the last hand but I can promise you that the surest way to improve your score at bridge is to eliminate your mistakes it's not having a fancy system it's not knowing how to do some fancy play or taking huge risks it's eliminating your mistakes. It's not all about brilliancies then? No, no it isn't. Although it's nice if you can manage to do one occasionally. (laughs) But if you eliminate your mistakes, you will improve your score. The tricky bit is working out how to eliminate your mistakes. Hmm. I absolutely agree with Pam. I'm sure that that's what wins bridge tournaments is is just not not stuffing up, really. Not stuffing up. Well, and I think when players are developing and they're falling in love with this game, they want to learn a whole lot of new systems. And really, they need to just make sure they know the basics really well and do them well and eliminate eliminate their mistakes. She makes it sound so easy, eliminate their mistakes. Now, (laughs) you'll never actually eliminate them all, I don't think, will you, Pam? No. If you watch view graphs like World Champs and things, the experts make mistakes as well. I mean, it's just a game of mistake. Quite often it comes down to who's made the fewest. Sorry, it's not ear shattering, is it? Well, <laughs> 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 it is, because I'm thinking about the mistakes that I did yesterday, you know. She could have got a bigger bottle of shower, which... <laughs> I heard you did very well, Mariana. Well done to you and your partner. Jessica, was it? Jessica Morris, that's right, yes. Yeah, well done, you two. Thank you. It is a bit like you go through the hands at the end and you think, I should have made that contract or I should have not forgotten that we're playing Yeah. (laughs) In the last match, Mariana was talking about one, what she thought was an error, and I said, ah, well, it was only worth about one imp. It was about then I realised she'd drawn the last match and one imp would have been enough Uh, to win. Yes. Ah, yeah. They all count those little imps. They they? do. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, our only loss was to the pair that won the tournament. So how about that? That is very impressive. Well done. Okay, well, thank you, Kermit. We will try to eliminate all of our errors before next week and tell you how we get on. (laughs) Let me know how that works for you, Barry. (laughs) Thank you, Pam. Catch Kermit next week for another tip. See you. Hey, talk to me. When you've got a new partnership and you haven't quite figured out how to get past game and you know your hand's probably a little bit more than game, is it worthwhile having a punt when you haven't quite nailed down your ace-asking responses? Yep. I reckon sometimes if you never knew how to ask for aces, you'd probably bid a lot more good slams than if you don't. There you go. Really? So it's 
like you know, you win your bid game. Hmm. There's no guarantees, Mariana, that the opponents can't take four tricks. But if one of you's got fifteen points and the other one's got eleven, yep. Well, well you're always going to bid game, aren't you? Yep. Now it might not be right, but you still bid it because odds are it's going to be okay. Sometimes, even though they can take four tricks, they they don't because they might make a wrong lead or they might make mm-hmm. a wrong switch or something. I sort of feel like slam's just the same, and we teach a lot of our beginners. If you've got enough points for slam, you think you've got enough, just bid it. Don't yep. worry about the ace asking thing. Ace asking is really only when you figure out you've got enough points for slam and you just want to check you're not off two aces right. on the off chance. Hey, you don't when you're going for game, do you? So it's I sort of feel like if you've got enough for slam, just whack it down, see how it goes. Okay. What about partners opened and you've got a little bit more than game but don't really want to ask? Is there any point, let's say you're heading to four hearts or four spades and you've got a little bit extra, maybe in shape or might be in points. Is it worthwhile instead of ace asking, just saying five hearts or five spades? Yeah, I reckon that's good if it's some sort of a, it's what we'd call a quantitative raise. Yep. It's just like when it goes one heart, Pass three arts. Have you? I've not quite not got enough for game partner. What do you think? Well, I guess if it goes one art, five arts, it says, well, yeah, I've got enough for slam game, all right. If you've got any extra, we might have slam on. I'm not suggesting this is a, a great new system, but it's <laughs> certainly not the worst thing to do. So if you haven't, if you sort of haven't talked about cue bidding or anything fancy, mm. just invite, ask, because if you'll never know if you don't ask, Mariana. True. True. And another thing, just when you're playing Swiss, if it is one heart, three hearts, and you're right on that cusp of, yeah, I need probably something lucky to happen, is it worthwhile to bid on? There was one hand where I was in that situation, and I thought, yeah, I've been playing, it's been pretty lucky, and I I did actually bid on to game, and I went one light, and I thought, maybe I shouldn't have been as cocky, and I should have just passed thought yeah it looks good in swiss it's slightly different i guess well it's it's pretty much like teams yes and what i always say to my teammates and nigella will tell you this when i played in a team with him i always say the same thing all you got to do is bid your bloody games <laughs> so you don't want to miss any games mariana when you're playing in swiss peers or teams yep. so if it goes one out three outs and you think it might make don't sit there and agonize of it don't stare at the ceiling just whack it down Give it a whirl. Really? Confidently. Maybe if you do it confidently enough, the opponents the opponents might think that you've got a really good hand. Ah, okay. But sometimes it just needs one tiny defensive area to make those things make. Now it's time for Judge Julie. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Hi, Judge Julie. Our question today has come from Pam Livingston, and she wants to know about asking questions during the auction. It's an interesting question because there's a little bit to it more than you might expect. First of all, if we ask questions about our opponent's bidding during the auction, we sometimes give our partner information that we're interested in a particular bid and that gives them information that they're not entitled to and may affect the lead or the defence later in the hand. Like when we hesitate because we've got something to think about if we ask questions during the auction again, there are sometimes we give away information that might help our partner somewhere along the line and the director might get called. There's also the point that you're only meant to ask a question if there's a good reason for asking it. You're not meant to just ask questions during the auction because you're interested in what your opponent's bidding methods are. Unless you've got a good reason to ask, 
then generally the best thing to do is not to say anything until we get to the end of the hand and when partner makes their lead face down or you're about to make your lead, whatever the case may be, you ask your opponents, what do you understand by the bidding? And they have to come to the party and tell you everything that they know about each other's hands. That's a really good time to ask questions. The other problem is that if you ask questions, sometimes you help your opponents with the answers and they're not allowed that information either. It's a wee bit of a thought thing and if we play people that are playing a weird system, like if you play Patrick and I, (laughs) sometimes people ask us questions because they've been told that disrupting our auction will make it harder for us, it will take longer, that they're being a nuisance and we're not allowed to ask questions for that reason. If our opponent's going bid, 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 and they're clearly going to heading towards slam or they're bidding towards game or something like that, and you don't really need to know what anything means at this point, you shouldn't be disrupting the bidding by asking a question. Right. Now, some players have a different perspective about whether you should be interested or not interested in the auction. So, again, I can't emphasise enough, you are entitled to stop and think. You are entitled to ask questions. By doing so, if you give your partner information that they're not entitled to and this is used at some point during the play or the bidding, then there could be a problem. The director will be called. And if you're doing it to disrupt the auction, that is also not allowed. And again, the director might just get called for that reason alone. Wow. What would be disrupt? What is the advantage Well, I played against someone and they said somebody at their club had told them that if you play people that play a highly artificial system like Patrick and I were playing, that you might get them to stop playing if you actually ask questions all the time. But what happens is that it gets slower and slower and slower. Then if we miss out playing a board, to some degree, if the opponents have created that problem, then they will be at fault. You're not meant to be there to be creating an issue. You're not meant to be intimidating. You're not meant to tell people what they should or shouldn't do. You're not meant to do things just because you want to be a pain in the neck unless it is a legal bid or a legal play. It's just not allowed. And some people are interested. I mean, you know, we all play different systems and so I'm like, oh, gee, that worked really well. And so people open something. Say they're playing four clubs shows heart suit and someone opens four clubs, and they get told that's hearts. And then they think, well, that's odd. I never thought that that could happen. And so they ask a wee bit more because they're interested. Unfortunately, not the right time to ask that question. At the end of the hand, feel free to ask your opponent about their system. But don't ever tell your opponents that the system they play is wrong and never volunteer help or criticism or whatever you like to call it unless it is actually asked for. Well, so telling your opponents that their system is weird is not a good thing? Your opponents have agreement and I find that if I'm sitting at the table and I say something about what somebody's playing, they take it as a criticism. That's not nice. People being criticised or they're made to feel silly or stupid. One of the other things that we've had on the show is so what people are playing and they say Michaels like you're meant to understand what Michaels is (laughs) and you're made to feel silly because when you say oh what's that they look at you like you know why are you asking (laughs) well Michaels is played about four different ways around the country with about five or six completely different ranges just giving the name of the convention makes your opponents feel on the back foot 
because you haven't had the courtesy to give them a good explanation. And that's, A, it's not reasonable, but also it's not playing to the etiquette, the fair-mindedness and the way that we should be playing the game. You've got a little extra minute. We played a hand against you on Saturday up at Auckland and you made a comment when I went straight in for a finesse. I'm sure the listeners might be keen to listen on your views on that. Do you want to repeat what you and I were talking about? I was in four hearts and I had ace, king, queen, something, and you had a doubleton to the jack. You finessed for the jack to be in my hand and I had overcall. Hey, first of all, what I should have said is, would you like to know perhaps how you should play that suit? And I yeah, can't true. remember if I said that. Yep. And when you said yes, because of course you're interested in what I've got to say, <laughs> the, <laughs> the next thing is, I overcalled a suit. And so you know that five of my cards were in the suit I overcalled. Yes. And you had the suit of, I think, ace, king, queen, ten. And you took the first round finesse. And you played small to the ten. The odds of me having the jack are probably about 50-50 without anything else happening. Once I've overcalled something in the suit, you know five of my cards. There are eight of my cards that you don't know. Yep. My partner's hand, there are 13 cards that you don't know. Mm-hmm. The chances of the jack being in my hand are eight, and the chances of my partner having the suit are out of 13 cards. Right, I see. So my partner is 13 to 8 to have the jack as opposed to me. This is called the theory of vacant spaces. Vacant? Well, that sounds about me. I have heard people say that. It may be to me, it may be to my partner or even the opposition if you did this, but they don't sort of quantify it, you know. I I like to know the backbone of it, but that's awesome. So the first thing is that you should say to your opponent is, would you like me to help you here? And if they say no, that you shouldn't say anything. And if they say yes, then say, look, catch up with me later or at the end of this round, if we've got time to talk, I'll go through it with you. What a good idea. And that way, if people are interested, they'll let you know and your advice will be welcome. And if people are not interested, then if you leave them alone, they'll be happy that you volunteered to help them, not that you made them feel small or anything else by actually saying, oh, that wasn't the way to play that. You should have done da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay? That's Really awesome. important. Thanks very much. Catch you next okay, week. Okay, have fun. Well, we're ready to wrap up again for another week of The Bridge Zone. Have a look at the South Island teams. If you want to let us know who you think's in for the running down there, it's going to be a pretty tight race, I can assure you. Wish me luck this weekend. Barry and Jenny are playing up in Auckland alongside Jessica and myself, so we're going to have a little $2 wager on that too. We'll see who comes out on top. We'll let you know next week. Have a great week. Bye for now. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.